0: Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at KingsgateHobbs.com. Created to give attention to people and give time to people and listen to their problems and listen and help and give hope. We were created to give. The ultimate giving of all time is God, He gave us our life, number one, right? The breath of life in the Garden of Eden. And then He gave us redemption at the cross. But God also gives us health. He's given us law. He's given us love. He's given us scripture. He's given us promises. God is always giving. And if we were created to be like God, which we we're created in His image, we were created to be givers. Now, the ancient law created by God is sowing and reaping you give and you receive. We've got to remember that we need to keep the wheels of giving turning in our lives so that we're never in just a famine season. You're giving and you're receiving all the time. How many of you need to receive? You do. You need to receive from God. Yeah, you do. And I discussed this last week. Some people say, man, I don't give to receive. Well, I don't do it with a bad motive like I'm only giving to receive, but I do give to receive. I'd have to be foolish if I said I'm just giving. I'm not expecting anything to be... Come back to me, I would say that God's either a liar or He's not fulfilling His word and it doesn't work. No, I give because it keeps the cycle of giving and receiving, the ancient law, moving in my life. It keeps that wheel turning and everybody needs it. You've got to give. It is more blessed to give than to receive, but you need to be able to receive, right? So you can give again. So today you say, How and where can I give? And I've just got a few points for you. How and where can I give? We start off with at church. At church, you can give, and that's just a general, broad statement, and I'm going to start off with your money. Somebody years ago said, man, people get funny when you start talking about their money. I don't know, but we're going to discuss it a little bit this morning, because money's important. Money's on your mind a lot. Money is on our minds a lot. Paying this. Did the bill get paid? Was there enough for that? I need to give for Christmas. I need to do this. I need to pay that. I need to make the car payment. Money's on our minds a lot, and so let's talk about money a little bit. Here is the tithe. Let's start with that. Tithe is 10% of what you make. If this offends you, well, it's between you and God. But tithe is not our money. That is not my money. I'm alive because of God. I'm redeemed because of Jesus. And tithe is not my money. Jesus mentioned tithing briefly. The Old Testament mentions it. Malachi 3, bring the tithes into the storehouse. Here's what tithing is. Once again, it's 10% of what you make. Right off the top, my wife and I give 10%. So does pastor. So do many of you in here. I give the tithe to the Lord. That is his money. Okay. Why do we give tithe? Well, so we'll be blessed. So the rest of our money will be blessed. Somebody say, so the rest will be blessed. That's what that is. This church isn't hustling you for money. This church is debt-free, paid off, and blessed. This church is not trying to hustle you out of your money. That is between you and God. But I want you to be blessed because when you're blessed, your neighbors can be blessed. When you're blessed, the people around you can be blessed. When you're blessed, your family can be blessed. When you are blessed, everything that pertains to you is blessed. When you're blessed, you make God look good. You think it makes God look good? Or it would make God look good if we showed up for Sunday service and there was no electricity in the building. Not because the wires were messed up, but because we couldn't afford to pay the bill. And we said, y'all, we're going to just have a candlelight service. That sounds spiritual. It's kind of cool. But not really. And then, and then y'all show up and we're like, oh, there's no heating or cooling. Oh, man, just come on in here. No, we want, want you to be able to be comfortable in here, to hear the word so you're not distracted. we got lights going on. That should be a no-brainer, right? That's just taken care of. When you're blessed, it makes God look good. It does. When people see you blessed, they go, man, their God is real. They're living right, but they're blessed. They're living right. They're not dealing drugs, but they're still blessed. I don't know why why in the hood and the south side, it's either, man, they got a good job, or they're dealing drugs, right? Why does it always go back to that? I remember driving through neighborhoods, and we'd see a guy in a nice car, and they're like, oh, he's dealing drugs. I'm like, you don't know that? He may be an engineer, Like, come on, man. Or he just has a high car payment. He had good credit. He can't afford that Mercedes, but he's driving it, whatever. But God wants you to be blessed so that he looks good. It brings honor and glory to God. Another reason we give beyond the blessing is, Scripture says if we'll give our tithes, the Lord will keep the devil off your finances. Malachi 3 says he'll rebuke the devourer. He won't be able to eat up all your stuff. I believe... Then when you give tithes, you're protected as well because all of your stuff's blessed—your tires, your engine, everything else. You're protected. So why would I not want to give God 10% and have 90% blessed, right? Why have 100% of my money that I think it's my money—that 10% was God's—and have it all cursed? And I've done that before. I've learned the hard way. I've tried. He says in that that verse in that context of Malachi 3, "Prove me." I've proved God. I've tried not tithing before. When I was like in my late teens and everything went wrong. The alternator went out in the car, flat tires, insurance payments behind, uh, bounce checks, you name it. And I knew better. I was raised better than that. But now we get into offering. What is an offering? That is whatever you feel led to give beyond your tithe. Tithe and offering are two separate things. You can bring them both at the same time. You can give them in the same check. You can give them in the same wad of cash, however you do that. You can give them online the same amount. But here's the deal. Tithe comes to your home church where you are fed the Word of God. All right? Tithe doesn't go to your grandma to help with her bills. That can be an offering of some kind. That can be you donating money or something. Tithe goes to the church where you receive the Word. So if you come here and you're fed, and you say, man, I go to Kingsgate. I'm fed there. God blesses me. I can call the pastors. They can do funerals for me. Man, I can receive counsel and support from other people in the ministry there. You tithe at the church where you're fed be hard for me to tithe to Kenneth Copeland, huh? Kenneth Hagan. Some of these big name people of God. Why? Well, because number one, it, the tithe goes where I'm fed, but also I can't call Kenneth Copeland to pray with me directly. As my he's not my pastor. I have a pastor. And that's what we're here for. You're not paying me that tithe. For all of that. But it all goes with you having a local church. You having people that can go, man, can you help me? We need help with this funeral. Man, we're sickly. We're struggling. We need a ride home from the hospital. Had Somebody was able to give Sister Rose a ride from the hospital, from Lubbock. All because of church family. All because we're connected here. All right? So that all ties in together. You need help with something. Man, call. That's what we're here for. This is your family. Offering can go Here. Praise God. We give tithe and offering here, but that can go to a Christian nonprofit. It can go to another ministry. You can give an offering to somebody and bless them, however you want to do that. And then there's first fruit. I believe first fruit should be given at your home church as well, according to Scripture. I'm not going to get into all the verses. The first fruit, the way we do it at this ministry is we're buckling down, we're saving up, we're getting money together. We're going to give the best offering that we can, apart from our tithe and regular offering um, Ju- uh, January, sorry, January 27th the Sunday of our conference first things first and that's this month and we do that every year we've done it for about I don't know how many years now six seven years I don't know we give a first fruit office we give all we can we give a first fruit offering we do all of this at our home church but remember you can give offerings elsewhere alright you can give to other ministries who love and help those that don't have Jesus you can give money here you can also give time here huh You can also give time here. We'll get into that in a minute. But I want to do that first. We are giving at church. We give our money here at church. Can I borrow somebody's phone? I am without a clock or a watch today. And I'm not certain when I started. I am not certain. So I I think I know. Okay. All right. So we give. We give our money at church. We give to other causes. You should give. You should give money. You should bless people. So that's number one today. Number one, say at church. Yeah, it starts with that church. That's a simple heading for that, that point. And we give to other folks, other places, other people. But we give tithe, offering first fruit here. We give tithe here. And you got to do that. you got to start. If the first is right, if you start off right, then the rest is going to be right. The rest of your year, the rest of your week, the rest, rest of your month. It, you got to start off right. you got to start off where you're not flying crooked, all right? This is very important. I felt led to bring this up. Point two today. How and where can I give? How about time with God? How about time with that creator I just mentioned to you? The God of the universe who gives and gives and gives and gives. Your heart keeps beating because there is an electrical charge in your body that God gave you to keep your heart running. At conception... You were given all these gifts, cells were merging, and then while you were in your mother's womb, you started to develop organs. All of that is from God, the ultimate giver of all creation, all life, all breath, all the breath of life, and everything in life, everything goes back to the true source, which is God. So why wouldn't you take time with God? I encourage you today, if you haven't started fasting with us and you're interested, just start. Just start drinking water today and don't eat the rest of the day. You say, man, I can't do three days, but I can do one. Well, spend time today or tomorrow with God. If you work, man, take, skip your lunch, your lunch hour tomorrow and just spend time not eating. Spend time with God and praying. Give God time. Now, this is not just for fast. This is for every day. I give God time every day. I pray in the Spirit every day. I talk to God every day, not just needs. I talk to him. I worship him. I hear his word or I read his word every day. Give Him your time and your worship. Let's go to Isaiah 55, six. Check this out. Isaiah 55.6. Seek the Lord while you can find Him. Call on Him now while He is near. Don't you think that's today? Don't you think that's right now? time with God, time with God, not just on this fast, not just because it's January and it's a New Year's resolution. How many of you know that New Year's resolution, they disappear, they burn up, they fall fast and hard, don't they? You've got to make a commitment. A commitment is the fulfillment of a resolution long after the mood in which it was made is gone. You say, man, I'm going to gain weight, I'm going to add muscle, man, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to get fit. Man, I'm going to act better. I'm going to do this. I'm going to work harder. I'm going to save. I'm going to get my finances in order. I'm going to get my friendships in order. Well, you know what? Make a commitment, and it all starts with time with God. All these other good things, they don't just happen without your relationship with God being right, okay? So somebody say, time with God. Time with God. Let's go to 1 Chronicles 16, 11. Check this one out. First Chronicles 16, 11. I may need to have my Bible as backup just because these screens are quirky today. There it is. Search for the Lord and for his strength continually seek him. Search for the Lord and for his strength continually seek him. Notice scripture doesn't say search for your strength. He's given you a certain amount of strength. But did you know that apart from God, Jesus said, apart from me, what? You can do what? Let's say that again. Jesus said, apart from me, you can do what? Nothing. Nothing. That's not in there by accident. That's in there for a reason. Why? Search for the Lord and for his strength. Yes. Give time to God. Give time to him. He created you. He guides you now. He saved you if you've accepted Jesus, and he has all the answers. I'm going to tell you right now, on this fast, I'm going into this fast right now, To seek God and for character building and to change my life and to go up another level with God. But I don't know about you. I have questions that need answers. I have things in my life that God's got to deal with and take care of. I've got things that I do not know how to figure out. It is beyond me. There's some things that I'm praying about on this fast that I've tried everything within within my own power to get them done and I can't. So it goes back to time with God. I've got to give. Say, how and where can I give? Give your time to God every day. You say, man, I don't know how I can do that. Start off with 15 minutes. Start off with 20 minutes. Move on up to 30 minutes and an hour. got to spend time with God, your creator. It's so very important. He created you. Why can't we give him our time? Another, another verse says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. What does that mean? It means first things first, like the name of our conference. First things first. It means that if you'll put God first, everything else will line up. If you'll put God first, everything else will be in line, and it won't be crooked. It will be straight and moving on. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. It will be on track. You know, trains are powerful things. They're powerful. They can get, they can get up to good speed. They can transport things they can take people they can carry food and goods and services i mean take people all over the u.s trains they're 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 a powerful thing but how many of you know that a train is useless if it's off the track if it's off track it's useless in the same way as believers in the same way as humans a created being of god the only way for you to be on track is to spend time with god you need to make sure you do that are you with me Make sure that you're spending time with God. And maybe it starts small. Maybe you got to listen to the Bible app on your phone. Maybe you got to listen to, anybody still remember what CDs are? I have a CD player in my truck. I have some CDs in there. I'm old school. You can listen to the Bible on CD. Most of you listen to it online somehow or on your smartphone, on your app, your Bible app, or on your computer. But you need to start somewhere and hear the word and get close with God. And I want to challenge you with something today. Don't just ask God for stuff. That's a challenge for me on this fast. I think the way my mind is wired sometimes, I think, man, I, I want to get closer to God and I need to get on this fast, but here's my list of stuff that I need from God. Well, I need to spend time worshiping Him and just being with Him. Can you imagine if, you see, my wife and I have a great marriage, we have a great relationship, but if every time we got together to hang out, even in our day together, our Fridays together, and I just said all day long, baby, would you serve me? Baby, would you answer all my questions and my needs? Would you just take care of me? Every time I was alone with her and every time I just spent time with her. That would be imbalanced, wouldn't it? That would be imbalanced. And that's just a marriage relationship. But in the same way with God, I can't just expect to meet with him every time and just get my needs met. I just need to praise him. He's going to meet my needs anyway. Me serving him and seeking him and spending time with him, it's going to meet my needs even just by worshiping him. Putting him first. It's going to take care of everything. But I need to consciously say, you know what, I'm going to just spend time with God. It's not just, I'm going to read his word, I'm going to learn about him, I'm going to talk to him, I'm going to get to know him, I'm going to ask him questions about him, I'm going to ask him to show me about himself. Just like in a marriage, just like in a friendship. You would think it odd if every time you saw me, I was like, hey man, I'm I'm struggling, you got $50? Think about that. Let me do an example right now. Can you imagine every time I saw you, Rosa, Miguel, I saw you guys, Armando, Lyle, every time I saw you guys, I'm like, hey, how's it going? God bless you. Hey, Pastor, how's it going? I'm like... You got 20 bucks? <laughs> or Sammy, or Gabriel, Ariana, or Jairus. Every time I see you guys, hey, man, how's it going, guys? Hey, what's up, man? Good to see you, bro. Hey, you got $10 on you, man? I'm, I'm a little short. I'm good for it, though. I'm good for it. I'll, I, I will gladly pay you. Was it Wimpy in the, the Popeye, Popeye uh, cartoons? He'd say, I will gladly pay you on Tuesday. I will gladly pay you next time I get paid, but can I have, my, can I have something? Every time I'm seeing it, you would think that's strange. And in the same way, I think it's strange that the only time we ever talk to God is because we need something or we're in trouble. Now, if you need something or you're in trouble, you should go to God. Don't misunderstand me, okay? But you got to give to Him too. Give to the Lord. Give Him your time. Give him of your resources. Give him of your moments, because that's important to God. I know it's so important to God, and he loves loves your time. He loves your attention. Let's go to number three today. Today is Connect Sunday. Here we are wearing our Kingsgate shirts because we're relaunching Connect groups, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Men, if you're interested in getting into a Connect group, get with me or Noe. Noe, raise your hand right there. Right there, that's Noe. You can get with Noe or me. You say, man, what is a Connect group? It's just a small group, and we talk about the Lord. We talk about each other, we talk about things we're going through, and we talk about God. We just hang out together. It's a Christian-based little group. We study the Bible and be together. Ladies, you already know, you can talk to Pastor Jen or Adriana or Adrian or 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 Ms. Debbie, any of you. You can talk to any of the ladies in here just about and get information about Connect Groups, and those are so important. That's a way that you can give. Say, how? Well, once again, you're giving time. But you, some of you are meeting in your homes. You're giving time at your home. You're giving your home as a place to meet like a little church. Now, you can host or you can attend. Some say, I'm not ready to host one yet, but I need to get back into Connect Group. I want to tell all of you right now, everybody in this room needs to be part of a small group somehow. I'm not going to force you. I'm not going to pressure you. Small groups, Connect Groups changed my life. Because I could go there, yeah, and I didn't go there just to give at first. I went to receive. Because I needed it. They saved my life for accountability and learning and being in a small group where I felt safe to be able to talk about real issues, real things that were bothering me, hear others. But as I was giving, I learned that I could also receive. And as I was receiving, I learned that I could also give. This is a perfect place for you to go and give. Give of your time. Give a smile. Give a listening ear. Hosting or attending. Let's go to Matthew 5, 1, and 2. Matthew 5, 1, and 2. One day as he saw the crowds gathering, Jesus went up on the mountainside and sat What? Sat down. His disciples gathered around him, and he began to teach them. Interesting. Jesus had a small group. I almost said connect group, but that's what ours are called. But Jesus had a small group. He met with his disciples. And you'll notice later on in Scripture, in the book of Acts, there were people meeting in different people's homes. They had small groups Why is that so important? Guys, there's nothing like the power of one-on-one or the power of 10 or less or the power of under 20 or the power of under 15. I'm telling you right now, talk to guys who have been in my small group over the years or in Noe's or, or in Barry's over the years or in Pastor Jonathan's, and I'm just talking about guys here. Man, it's amazing what people will go to small group and talk about, even introverts, People that aren't willing to talk to you about a bunch of stuff out here. I couldn't stop all you guys right now and go, "All right, start opening up to me real quick, one at a time." I'm gonna start in the section over here, from my right to my left, right to my left. Okay, come on, let's go over here. All your problems and start talking about them. Y'all would think it was weird. In fact, today may be your last Sunday for a while. Say, Pastor Matt. Pastor Matt not not only lost his hair in his 20s, he lost his mind. What is wrong with him? But in a small group, in a home setting, or maybe in a, a, somewhere here at the church in a small group, people feel comfortable saying, man, I'm going through this. Would you pray for me? And you can give that way by hosting or attending a connect group. Today's Connect Sunday. You say, man, I haven't been able to do that. That's okay. There's no pressure. But I encourage everybody, be a part of a, of a connect group, whether you're hosting or whether you're attending. Somehow, Scripture mentions that often about churches meeting in homes, about people meeting in homes. Believers meeting in small groups is so big. You can get to know God better, and you know another thing? Look at this benefit. You get to know each other better. That's really cool. That is really cool. Like, for example, right now, who knows, apart from my wife, what kind of dessert I like? Anybody? Does anybody know any of my hobbies? Oh, you're going to guess. Yes, sir. Cheesecake. Oh, I loved it when I could have dairy. dairy. Anything about dairy. That's that's probably the best answer. Well, I I like blueberry pie. I think it's my favorite. I like pecan pie. I think I've figured out if my wife makes it, I love it. My wife or my mother-in-law, if they make it, I'm going to eat it. It's good. It's good. But just different little things, things about my history, things about my past, things about you get to know somebody and you get to give and receive from them in a connect group. So I encourage you today, if you're not part of a connect group, men and women, please join. It's a way to give and receive. And we're going to have, after church, you can talk to Noah or Me, men. But ladies, there are lots of ladies you can talk to in here. Some of the ladies I've mentioned. Talk to anybody who is wearing a Kingsgate t-shirt. All right? Talk to anybody. Y'all got that? Talk to anybody who is wearing a Kingsgate t-shirt or sweatshirt. All right? Talk to them about it. All right, they're already talking about it over there. They're messing around. All right. Praise God. And number four today, how and where can I give? Well, serving. Serving. Say, man, where can I serve? How about home? Younger folks, how about not letting mom do everything? Serve at home. Um, Other folks in your marriages, do you serve each other? You can start giving and serving at home. How about at work? Can you serve there over and beyond? Sure. Sure. How about in the community or here at church? Man, we need people to greet at the door, people to hand out things, people to um, <clears throat> help us straighten out chairs, people to help us with events, people to help in King's Kids, people to help as ushers, at tithe and offering, people to help in 512 Youth Ministry, people to help in Flourish Women's Ministry, people to help in Heroic Men's Ministry, both ministries. We always need somebody to help, and you can serve here in your community, around the place, at at home, wherever. Let's go to Hebrews 6.10. Look at this. Hebrews 6.10. For God is not unjust. He will not forget how hard you have worked for him and how you what? And how you have shown your love to him by caring for other believers as you still do. You're showing your love for God when you're serving others, right? You are showing your love for God when you're serving other people. Now let's go to Galatians 5.13. Let's do that one in uh, New King James Version if you can. Galatians 5.13. Let me give you my, my translation while we're waiting for it to go up on the screen. Don't be deceived, Scripture says, God is not mocked. Whatsoever man sows, that will he also reap. So whatever you sow, that's what you're going to harvest. Is everybody with me? Somebody say this. Whatever I sow. Say it again. Say, whatever I sow, that is what I will harvest. Uh-huh. So scripture says, don't be deceived. Whatever you sow, that will you also receive. Whatever you sow. And that's Galatians 5.13. We're working on getting maybe the New King James Version there. But whatever you sow, that's what you reap. If I put in the ground what? Um, we talked about Bradford pear seeds last week I'm gonna get a Bradford pear tree how about how about a pecan tree it's got to be some sort of pecan seed right I guess a pecan I don't know how that works you want watermelons what do you sow cantaloupe seeds I had the bright idea see conditions have to be right too I had the bright idea I'll never forget we lived on South Selman I must have been in fifth grade And I don't know if it was after school one day or on a Saturday. It was a sunshiny day. And I thought, man, I would love to have orange trees in this backyard. I'm going to plant some orange seeds. Mom said, babe, I don't, I don't, what are you doing? She said, I don't think that's going to work. That's for like the tropics and stuff. But I had the right idea. I knew that an orange seed would lead to an orange tree at the right conditions, right? But I'm just reminding you, whatsoever you sow, that will you also reap. You give time to people, folks will give you time. You give money to the kingdom of God and to other other avenues where you can be blessed and others can be blessed, you're going to be receiving. You're going to be receiving. Scripture says, give and you shall receive. So we serve through our giving. We serve through just giving time, listening, helping with something. Serving is helping. It's that simple. Are you with me? Somebody say, serving is helping. That's it. Serving is helping. So how and where can I give? Let me go through these points again real quickly. We're going to wrap this up, and we're going to move on and pray together. How and where can I give? Well, you can give at church, time and money. You can give time with God. That's number two. You can give at your connect group by being a part of a group, hosting it or attending there. You can give there. You can also give by serving in the community, at home, work, at church, You can give to folks on the street. You can give your time, a smile, a little money, some food, a a cold glass of water, a bottle of water on a warm summer day. You can always be giving. I want you to be conscious of giving all the time so that you're always receiving. You're always able to give back. Let's go ahead and bow our heads and close our eyes this morning, if you would, please.